the traditional home office, the traditional field teams, and now we're into hybrid. So now I've got kind of a third prong to right. deal with here yeah. <laughs> as someone who's managing teams. How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership Jam session. Today's episode is going to feature a question that was submitted into me. This is part of our Ask Rob series, where people reach out to me through my website and submit questions into me based on challenging scenarios or just looking for some advice. And to help me tackle this question, I brought in a special guest, Mr. James Christie. And James is the producer of the Leadership Jam Session podcast and the one who originally talked me into launching the podcast almost two years ago. James, welcome to the Jam Session. Thanks, Rob. Happy to be here. Uh, exciting to uh, be with you again on the podcast. And uh, like you mentioned, it's, it's actually been a really fun time with you now the past two years. Thanks again for going with my crazy idea to uh, get this podcast up and running. But I, I really felt you had a great message to share and some great experience. Here we are two years later and still growing strong. I think we're over 15,000 downloads at this point. Yeah, it's been a great ride. And again, I do appreciate you and, and I'm thankful that you talked me into doing this. And I'm embarrassed to say when you approached me, I don't even think I listened ever to any podcast at that point in time. So uh, again, it's been a great ride and, and I appreciate you coming on and, and helping me with this, with this question that was submitted into me. Uh, and the question is, this comes from Janice from New York. And the question is, dear Rob, do you think there's a difference between managing field-based employees versus employees in a home office setting? Just to give some more context, field-based employees, this is typically employees that could be in sales or could be in other supporting roles, usually client-facing roles that work out of their homes versus a home office setting. And so, James, I thought you'd be great to kind of bring on a jam session and help me navigate through this conversation because although you do help me with the podcast behind the scenes, it's kind of more of a hobby. You actually have a real job. And in your role, you currently do manage home office employees as well as field-based employees. So I do manage a home office team. I manage a field-based team. And you know, at the end of the day, the basics of leadership are still the same. I think when it comes to managing people, all the same basic leadership principles do apply, whether it's building trust, emotional intelligence, situational leadership, all those really still do apply. I think it's more about how you manage those folks and, and the tactical management of the teams are where you might find some differentiation there. Yeah, I agree. I do have experience managing home office employees and field-based employees, and I completely agree. I think the fundamentals of managing these employees regardless don't change, but there are some of those nuances. Uh, and so I'm curious, what, what would you say are some of those tactical differences? Sure. So I think when you look at the home office team, for example, uh, they are responsible for very specific projects that require a very specific set of skills or capabilities that could be very different from what teams out in the field do. So when you're managing home office teams and they are doing things such as maybe they're managing vendors, 
They're talking with and liaisoning with cross-functional partners. So there's different capabilities and skills that you as a leader, as a manager are focusing on that you're able to coach to. And it's, it's just a different skill set. So you think about the folks that are managing vendors and as a coach, as a leader, you kind of have to have a good understanding of what that relationship is like, what it takes to get projects done in addition to the traditional coaching and the traditional leadership. So when you, when you have that, and then you have a field-based team that might have a completely different role, like you said, customer facing my team, for example, works directly with the field teams that are customer facing Mm. and their job is to pull through content and sales materials and so on with our sales reps that are customer facing And I have to have a different set of coaching and skills to talk to that team than I do with my internal teams. So the the skills that we're coaching to and the capabilities could be different. And yet the fundamental of just just coaching in itself remains the same, but there are some differences there too. I reflect back during my time, you know, maybe the, uh, the opportunities to coach, the observables might be very different between the two groups. And I think maybe that's where some of the challenges might come into place. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Well, you have to consider when you're in the home office, and, and I know today's a little different. Some, right. some of us are back a few days a week. Some of us are still remote, and that's a whole nother podcast right. topic, right? right. But um, you have to consider when you're in the home office and you're working with folks on a day-to-day basis. Let's talk pre-pandemic for a second. Yeah, You're in the office four to five days a week if you're not traveling lots of collaboration happening, meetings going on, water cooler talks, the opportunity to just do drive-bys and have conversations and move projects along at, at, at certain speeds that sometimes are not as doable uh, in a remote environment. Mm. So that type of relationship that you end up building with a home office employee, it's very different from the relationship you end up having to build with a field-based employee, right? It's just They're not in front of you all day. So you have to deploy different types of tactics. And, you know, the the tactics aren't hard. It's just about being consistent Mm. and intentional, very organized. But at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people and you have to understand what the needs are of those folks that you're working with that are reporting to you, that you're tasked with leading and, and, and guiding and coaching. So in the home office, you get folks that may need quick interaction, heavy interaction. Right. And, or you have folks that are, listen, I take direction and off I go and I'll, I'll see you around lunchtime if you want to grab lunch together. Right. But teams need different things in the field where you're not seeing folks. And even today, I, I'm not seeing my folks a whole ton. I manage them a lot differently than I do my home office team. Uh, the needs are different. The biggest difference I see with managing a field team versus managing the home office team is you, you have to be careful and cognizant when you're managing folks, especially when they're in the same virtual room together at this point. I have weekly status meetings where I bring my entire team together so they know what's going on in-house and out in the field. And you know when you have that in-house relationship and you're working with folks closely and daily, you might tend to you know skew in that direction, right? Or kind of engage them a little bit differently because you have these ongoing back and forths and conversations and things that you're out in the points. field. Yeah. That you just have many more touch points. Yeah. I think you have to be careful, right? That, um, so I think this is a good topic in terms of just being mindful that 
unintentionally, you could be giving the perception of favoritism or that you have a stronger relationship. And again, unintentionally, just because of the sheer nature of having much more touch points. So I think to your point, you know, we have to be more intentional, more mindful to be present with our field-based employees. And it's a complicated task, I think, for the manager, for the leader. Yeah. When you have internal folks, you have folks out in the field, and then you have them at different levels, mm. uh, different levels in their own development, in their own skill set, in, in what they want to do with their career. And you're juggling where one person is and, well, I'm going to bring this person to this type of meeting and I'm going to bring that person to a different type of meeting. And, and oh, well, let me now um, spend the entire day focusing on that. And then you have to kind of sit back and think about, well, the next day, now I'm focusing on my field teams. Right. I've got to completely switch gears and pivot and think about, okay, their, their role is different. Their tasks are different. Their activities are different. The coaching that re is required is a bit yeah. different, right? So it gets complicated. And you know, what's interesting is sometimes there's a misperception. Uh, I, I'll go back to when I was in a home office setting and you know, some people think that there's a lot more touch points. Right. And in many cases, that is true. However, I remember my boss where we were in a home office setting. Sometimes you're going meeting to meeting to meeting and not even having the opportunity to even see your employees. And I remember one point this happened between my boss and, and me where we couldn't even find time to even meet. We, we never even crossed in the hallway at times. It got to the point where we were so busy, we actually had to meet after hours every other like weed at a at a local pub just to try to catch up. So it goes the other way too sometimes, where I was having more connections with my field-based employees because I was structuring my my time to make sure I was including them. So sometimes there's a little bit of a misperception too, just depending on the home office scenario. Sure. Absolutely. It's different now, which is nice, actually. I, I've, yeah. It's it's odd to say, but the environment we were forced into and how to lead, it, it required everyone, I think, to take a step back and really think about how to structure mm -hmm. their leadership, yeah. how to manage their time, how to manage their people's time. I'd say, I think there'll be many people that might join me and say we were, were pretty productive. <laughs> I, I've gone to the office now several times. We're, we're back three days a week at least. Uh -huh. And uh, I think the first few times were interesting. We're somewhat less productive. I mean, it's early, right? So you got to talk to people, you got to say hello, you got to go to lunch. And, and then the driving, it was you know, a little less productive, but it goes back to now you're in this scenario of potential hybrid situations where some organizations are back and some organizations have decided to stay remote. And for the managers and leaders that have not managed in this situation before, you're presented with yet another issue. Now you have folks that are going back two to three days a week. Yeah. And especially I'm talking for my home office team, going back two to three days a week, it's different for them. I hired someone during the pandemic who's been working nothing but remote is now heading into the office, you know, two to three days a week. And uh, I won't say it's fully disruptive, but I'm now managing to a different set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. So here we go again. So now you, you take the traditional home office, the traditional field teams, and now we're into hybrid. So now I've got kind of a third prong to right. deal with here yeah. <laughs> as someone who's managing teams. Well, if for nothing else, the whole COVID scenario has probably made us a lot more versatile 
as managers, it forced us to be that way, right? Even for yeah. those that never managed people remotely had to learn how to do that. I am curious. So do you find that you fall into the trap with your home office employees because they're there, because you have more touch points? Do you think that maybe some fall into the trap of not coaching them as much because they're with them? I could see that for sure. Definitely happening. It comes back to being intentional about you know, leading your team, about managing your employees. And so if, if you can take the same structure that you built remotely and take some of those learnings back to the office, I think you can be successful in managing. But there are, you know, pre-pandemic, to your point, we're all running so fast, meeting to meeting to meeting, you lose a lot of opportunity or you mistake that opportunity for thinking that you're doing it on the fly. Yeah. And listen, some folks are really great at it, right? Some folks are really great at having teachable moments in every scenario. But um, I think we could all probably do a better job of being more intentional about sitting down, having the conversations. You know, there are times where I get so lost in the in the minutia and the day to day and and the speed at which we're moving. You forget to give feedback, or mm -hmm. it's almost like it, it it leaves your mind. Right, you had that thought and it just left. And I'll get to it at five o'clock. I'll sit down and I'll type something up and I'll send it out. And another meeting pops up or something else. Someone sends a text and and you lose the thought. So you have to be uh, really intentional about being able to have those coaching moments. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of teachable moments. I, I try to do coaching through those discussions and share a lot of examples. So it doesn't always have to be a set period of time, right. setting up a meeting and, and having that type of conversation, but you shouldn't lose sight of, of having the moment at least. You're spot on in terms of the speed at which we sometimes operate through in the day where we're not, we, we miss opportunities to do that, that coaching both ways, right? Even recognizing and rewarding. In fact, I did realize that at a certain point where, because I was trying to be very mindful of, of my field-based employees, there were times where I wasn't recognizing and rewarding some of my uh, home office employees because I was taking our time for granted in the home mm -hmm. office. And I think mm -hmm. in my mind, I was thinking I was doing a lot of it more than I thought I was. But because mm -hmm. I was really trying to make sure I was providing that to the field, there was a little bit of an imbalance sure. because I fell into that trap. And sometimes it's just the nature of the, the speed of which we, we, we run in a home right. office environment during the day. If you can sit down and spend some time reflecting. You know, it's so funny because we, you read a lot of leadership books, you go through management training at the home office and, and you say, well, when in the world do I have time to sit down and reflect? Yeah. You need to find the time to sit down and reflect on it. I, I am a fan of using OneNote. So I have a tab in my OneNote just for people. And each person on my team has their own page and I keep my notes. And then I also do certain things um, when you lose sight of like your field team, for example, sometimes you can lose sight of a lot of the things that they, they yeah. execute on because it's a lot of pull through. And I ask my team members to keep an activity tracker, not for the sake of keeping track of what they do, but I want you to remember all that you have done. And then I want you to help me remember all that you have done. And, and then we can find those moments and, and uh, it helps me kind of think back to okay, um, if I'm reflecting on what was done this week or what was done last month uh, when we're having conversations or when we're having performance discussions, it's just critically important. I love the weekly activity tracker. And you just reminded me, I instituted something similar. And I know 
some of you out there might be thinking, oh my God, that is totally micromanaging. But, but as you're hearing, it's, it's really not. And it's, it's something that's very simple, a quick email with a couple bullet points. All right, what did you do this week? Because to your point, I do remember just, it was really more to help me help them better. So I can mm-hmm. keep track of what's going on. So I wasn't missing anything and making sure I was giving them the right support, recognition, whatever the case may be. Right. So it, could be, it just needs to be something very simple. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And we, we just, it's just literally bullet points for the month, yeah. you know, what, what you've done and not every single minute detail, but especially the, some of the larger activities where you felt like you've, your teams have had an impact on something or really had a, a transformative moment for a learner, for example. So things like that. Um, it's, but it's not so much, I don't want to focus so much on the activity. I'd like to focus more on the outcomes. So I, I try to, mm-hmm. when I'm managing my team remotely hybrid in the office or in the field, I, I don't manage to the activity so much. I, I want them to have the autonomy, have the freedom uh, within guardrails, of course, and, and with all within the discipline or the principles that we set forward as a, as a training team, as a learning team. But um, I try to focus more on what the outcome is and how they got there. We can discuss it, how to do it better, things like that. Uh, we focus on the outcome. We make sure that our values are pulled through, et cetera. I like how you just kind of serve that up a little bit differently, right? Weekly or outcomes report, whatever the case may be. That does make it a little bit different, right? Yeah. Right. And the how is important too, right? The approach and how you got the outcomes. But yeah, it is important. It's important to measure you know, success or sure. where people are struggling want to go back to the reflection piece. I think that is a, a critical component of it. I, I don't think we really do that enough as leaders, just take the time out to really reflect, even just reflecting on our approach in field-based versus home office, even taking some weekly time just to kind of think through it. What am I doing differently or do I need to do anything differently? What am I missing? Um, right. And- if you do that and you, and you think about a few key points for yourself that you can use as your own guardrail to, to kind of you know, check yourself during the reflection. And am I communicating appropriately uh-huh. um, frequency around communication? You know, when the pandemic started, I was doing weekly one-on-ones and weekly status meetings and my, uh, my field team. Uh, and I thank her so much for this. She called me out. She said, you know, I don't know if we need to meet as frequently <laughs> as you did it in the best, in the best way possible. I thank you so much for it. I was like, I think you're right because we get on the call and we're like, sometimes we scratch our head. Like what, what are we going to talk about now that we didn't talk yeah. about two days ago? Cause we were having such frequent com- communication and you should, but you know, you got to find that line where you don't want to overdo it. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading articles at the beginning of the pandemic and, and the articles were all saying check-ins daily and everybody yeah. get on video. And we went through the motions. I think we finally settled in, but there are some core areas that if you were to set yourself up to reflect on, what are the key things that you need to think about? Am I communicating enough or um, appropriately? Am I... Um, you know, my coaching to the right things, right. As far as their development goes. Uh, and again, it's different between home office and field-based employees. I'll take it one step further. You know, the whole, uh, the, the check-ins or the, you know, the, the one-on-ones also is very dependent. I'm going to weave in situation leadership to this. It's, it's very situational depending on the employee, regardless home office field-based, you give them a new assignment, a new project, and 
you know what? We might now meet more frequently just to help provide additional guidance support, or I might scale it back once, you know, they've kind of navigated through and, and kind of elevated their skill set, then it gets dialed back. So sometimes I think this goes back to how we open this. It does get back to the fundamentals. I think sometimes we may focus too much on, well, there's a difference in home office and field-based. In reality, there's nuances, but the fundamentals don't change. I think sometimes we might get wrapped around the axle too much and need to take a step back and just view it through a, a fundamental lens. Yeah, I, I agree. I spent a solid year working with my team who were probably 75% of them were, were new to training, at least to the, to the function, uh, to the projects and things. So I spent solid year really working through all the different types of projects, all the different types of things that you need to do as a trainer and, and, and focusing on where they were along, you know, from D1 through D4, right? So you're working with, with folks. And now I feel like in year two, essentially, yeah, they're, they're so they're off and running. They're off where I, so it allows me to actually get back to really reflecting a little bit more and really thinking about what can I now coach to so that I'm doing it the right way. Like we're, we're out of the woods and as far as new folks coming in, haven't done the role before. So we spent literally an entire year working on that. And now we're in a good place where we're up to coaching. And so now I got to think about how do I now separate how to coach to both teams. And my situation is unique. I think sometimes you either have a field-based team or you have a home office team. Right. You may have managed one or the other at different points in your career, whereas now I'm managing both at the same time. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Helps you to become much more versatile in your leadership approach. You know, it's interesting in my emerging leader workshops, you know, those that are aspiring to become leaders. And typically I have a pretty diverse group in the room. Usually half are field-based employees, then I have some who are home office employees. And I'll ask the question, do you think it's easier to manage people in the field versus in the office. And I asked this question of all my different cohorts, different clients, and it always, I always get the same answer. Field-based employees say it's easier to manage people in home office. That's their perception. Home office people will say it's much easier to manage people in the field. And the reason why is field-based employees from their perception think, well, there's a lot more touch points. You're with them in home office more. So it's obviously going to be easier. Field-based employees, I'm sorry, home office employees think it's easier in the field because the manager goes out to spend the day with them specifically to coach them, to guide them with. So it's structured to make it easier to provide that coaching. So it's very interesting to hear the perceptions from both sides. Yeah, I... I- I don't find either of them to be, to be easy. <laughs> right, right. I know. I sit back. I'm like, well, and so again, then I go back to, and, and when they hear each other talk through it, they're all kind of surprised at each other. And, and again, that's where I kind of make the point of, well, in reality, you know, there's different nuances, but the fundamentals don't change. Right, right. Right. As you talked about building trust, right? The soft skills, um, those definitely don't change. It's just the approach. Right, how you right. do it, as you talked about the tactical approach, you do need to be very intentional. I totally agree with you. So I hope uh, I hope Janice is listening and uh, <laughs> and gets her response here. 
Yeah, I think Janice definitely is going to walk away with some good key takeaways. So just just a few of them that come to mind. Right, the reflection piece is important, as you talked about. I think I think it's really important for everyone to understand that the fundamentals don't change. Right, don't fall into the trap of thinking that it's vastly different. It's not. Just some of the nuances, some of the approaches. We talked a lot about tips and and tactics for management and such, but it really does come full circle back to the basics of leadership. And I also like getting the weekly performance, you know, outcomes report. Sometimes keep it very brief, very simple. It's more about outcomes and understanding the different types of things that they do once so they can remember. And it helps me to understand not just the things that they worked on, but the impact and the outcome of that activity and what it's had on their objectives for the year. The thing I like and what you mentioned is just to be careful not to lean more towards one group versus the other, particularly in a home office setting, just because of the nature of the frequency of the touch points. Again, you don't want to give that perception unintentional, but it's just to be more mindful of that. All good points, Rob. Well, James, thanks for coming on and helping me tackle this question. And again, thanks for all of your inspiration and, and help behind the scenes with the Leadership Podcast. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Rob. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session Podcast. Podcast.